Bonjour, hello, welcome to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. I'm your host, Leah Lem. And I'm your other host, Cole Primo. So Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine, uh, is a show where we get great Native guests on and hear about their gifts and how they contribute to their community. Um, and, and today on the show, we are re- revisiting an episode we recorded in early 2020, of course, before COVID-19 arrived in Indian country and the United States. So you'll notice there's not a whole lot of dis- social distancing going on in this episode, and that's why. That's right. Uh, The episode's called Building Supportive Environments, and it comes from season two of our podcast. So we're going to spend the show today out on the trails of northern Minnesota with a native running group called Quaypack. Quaypack is a spectacular group of native women supporting each other to run long distance trails. So please enjoy. I'm super excited for today's show for so many reasons, right? Today is all about building supportive environments, which, you know what? We're here in the studio, you and I, Mm -hmm. our producers, and I... I feel so supported right now. Right. 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 So it's always a good thing to have that. (laughs) (laughs) So um, today we talk a bit more specifically on actual spaces where people build others up and how people are encouraging others and supporting others and how it helps both them and the person they're supporting. We are braving the cold weather, November in northern minnesota okay i live in northern minnesota (laughs) it gets frigid but we're in northern minnesota today to hang out with a spectacular group of native women who've been getting a lot of attention here So we're recording. It's on hold. Let's put this on you. That's producer Melissa Townsend clipping a microphone on Alicia Kozlowski. Alicia is bundled up in many, many layers. It's nine degrees. It's real cold. Uh, she's with five other women at the trailhead at Jay Cook State Park near Carlson, Minnesota. They're part of Quaypack, the Native Women's Running Group. And producer Melissa Townsend who hung out with Quaypack, is mm-hmm. in the studio with us. Yo, what's, what's up? up? Hello. <laughs> hello, hello. It's not cold in here. <laughs> no, no, it's nice and warm in the studio. <laughs> so, Melissa, tell us why you're out there with Quaypack. Well, it's a remarkable group of women. Uh, there are about 125 women involved through Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then they say 75 are pretty active. They run mostly long-distance trail races. Okay, so you got long-distance races, right? Like 26, 50 miles. But then you have long-distance trail races where there are like tree roots and rocks involved, right? I can barely walk those trails. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's it's really impressive. Uh, And they've been organized since about 2012. So about eight years they've been together. And uh, they're getting tons of attention. This past January, they were all over Facebook when Oprah's live show came to St. Paul. Oprah! Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> I remember that. That was great. Way back. <laughs> yeah. I think it was under wraps for a while. And then, like, they came out and, you know, they, they had all this press and they yeah, were with cool. Oprah on the Stone Arch Bridge <laughs> in the middle of Minneapolis. Anyway, they've been on Good Morning America, ESPN, and they've been featured in Sports Illustrated, Runner's World Magazine, and a bunch of local press. Sure. Nice. So we all know that being in the media can be a double-edged sword. 
So I wanted to know how they felt about all that media attention and what they feel is the real power of this group and what story do they want to tell people. Sure. So in previous episodes, we've mentioned this crabs in a bucket idea Mm -hmm. where sometimes instead of working to help one another, people can bring others down. Uh, This sounds like a case where it's the complete opposite of that, right? Absolutely. Plus, they have a lot of fun doing it. So, Kwepak, are they a running group that supports one another or a support group that runs? Mm. And I think we'll hear a bit more about how each person feels about that. It sounds like there are many different reasons why the women get into running and specifically this running group. Yeah. Yeah. And so you met up with these folks. Yes, I did. Okay. Oh, okay, to go off, but it's on now. Okay, sweet. And then how am I getting this back to you? I'm going to meet you at the Warming House after. Oh, okay, perfect. All right. It's so cold you can see your breath. Everyone's wearing so many layers you can only see people's eyes. And everyone's wearing something blaze orange because it's deer hunting season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they had planned a long run, but because of the cold, they shortened it to only four miles. Only four miles. Yeah. That's gorgeous. So perfect snowing. It's like a postcard, a hunter postcard. If anybody's cold, I have a bunch of heating packs on me. <laughs> I'm basically one heater. <laughs> Need some in your glove, Nishay? Hey, yeah. <laughs> when I say... Warm me up, baby. Here's what. There you go. So when I clipped the microphone on Alicia, I thought I'd get a lot of sound like this. Just footsteps, breathing. But actually, they pretty much talk and laugh the entire time. <laughs> they weren't just zen out. Like, no. <laughs> they're not like all in their own little heads. No. Oh my god. <laughs> that thing you sent me, I sweat rocks that thing you sent me that was like, stop praying for me because you're saying the wrong things. <laughs> That's great. Stop praying for strength, patience, just praying for hardship to come their way so they can practice it. <laughs> I don't even add to say help me, help them. I wanted them to feel as natural as possible and not worry about feeling like they were talking to me. Sure. So I said, if you get talking and you realize you don't want me to use something in the show, just yell out, don't use that. Don't use that. And they did a lot, like when they were Save cussing. Oh, don't use that. Ah, I keep saying, I swear a lot. <laughs> and a few times they referred to traditional teachings or inside jokes they didn't want people to hear about. Yeah, don't use that. That's sacred. <laughs> but for real. Don't use that. Need some help? You got it? I love it when she goes, that's sacred. That's sacred. <laughs> Not that sacred. Not that. <laughs> oh great. my gosh, that sounds like so much fun. You yeah. know what it reminds me of? Joking around with my cousins. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah, like, I have a bunch of, uh, a, quite a few uh, lady female cousins around my age. <laughs> and when we get together, it's just, like, cackling. <laughs> I love that. Actually, the uncles would call us the each uh, the witches of Eastwick. <laughs> we reminded them of like witches or something, like getting together and they'd be like, oh no, the coven is convening. 
<laughs> it's always nice to have those those gals you can joke around with so freely. I did sit down with Alicia Kozlowski, um, who you heard running, and some other women in the group, Rebecca St. George, Amelia Lagarde, and Trish Dane. So they all have a lot in common. They're all Anishinaabe professional women, and they're all interested in traditional teachings. Most have families and children, and they're in touch with the negative stereotypes about Native women. This is Rebecca St. George. I'll make a full sentence in a minute here. There's There's a stereotype of women and of indigenous women that we can't be deep friends because we're competitive and we're bitchy and we're after each other's man and whatever, <laughs> right? Like whatever is out there. And one of the things I love about this group is that this is the opposite of that. It is the full, there's just no space for that. And I don't think it's a true picture of what women are like anyway, but right, that narrative gets so strong that a lot of women sometimes internalize it and believe it and believe it about other women maybe even about themselves. But that like that just doesn't even come up in this group. And we're fun. Yeah. <laughs> Native women are so freaking fun. But it's true. <laughs> 100%. So freaking fun. <laughs> All of that is true. All of that is true. And Native women are fun. Freaking fun, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> If I do say so myself. Yeah, they're all laughing and they're having a great time. But they're also sort of speaking these truths, you know. Uh, This is Amelia (laughs) Lagarde. But, like, where I'm at with that is I can sit here at this table and I can see really strong women. I feel like we're all, like, really strong matriarchs of our family. And we are having to keep it together, right? And we're having to be the leaders, And so in your day-to-day life, as you're navigating the home and the work and the community and the hard work that we're doing, there's an armor that we have to put on um, and a burden that we have to carry, right? And then we can go out into this run and it gets to a point, I think, where like that armor comes off and you can tap into the things that you've had to put away that can now be released through running. And Alicia Kozlowski added on to that. And when we first started running, we had a few different runners who, whether it was weight loss or grief, running from addictions and mental health reasons, all those things individually, our hearts were crying out for one another. There's that like loneliness of needing connection and community and healing in a way that indigenous women can support and empower and relentlessly encourage each other in. And so when we do runs, we always say like, you run your race and then we're gonna be there at the end or we're gonna be there along the way. And that's really a huge, transformative, powerful piece to this group. You're listening to Native Lights where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is supported by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today on the show, we're hearing from Quaypack, a spectacular group of Native women supporting each other to run long-distant trail races. And this was recorded before COVID-19 arrived in early 2020. When it comes to Quaypack, I was really interested in this sense that running these 26, 50-mile races up hills and mountains and around trees is a way to work through the big challenges in your life. Um, I talked with Trish Stain about this. She's one of the Quaypack members. But the last long race that I did was the fall full up in Lutzen. So 
like I'm starting and I'm like, okay, I got this. And then when it starts to get a little more difficult, it definitely starts to become like, um, I don't know if you've ever watched Finding Nemo, but I kept thinking, you think you can do these things, Nemo, but you just can't. Because you know how Marlon says that to his son? You can't! You think you could do these things, but you can't, Nemo! And that's something that I kept saying to myself, like, well, you're getting older, you didn't train enough for this, this is a giant mountain, you know, you didn't hydrate enough last night, like all these things where I, <laughs> actually at that race, there was like a giant thing of stone. And I was like, I bet you all these grandfathers are just laughing at me because here I am whining because I can't walk up this hill. So I think that kind of gives me power too to just know like our our people have been running in these streets. Gotta love the Disney Pixar reference with uh, <laughs> Nemo, Finding Nemo. That's right. I don't know, I think we all feel that it's really, it's tough to get motivated, um, of course, but once the end result is imagined, at least for me, and it's value, you know, whether it's creating something, working, working out or whatever, I think that's when you push on. Uh, that and a lot of repetition, of course, <laughs> for some people. Get good at it. <laughs> I know, and I really appreciate what Trish is saying. It's just, like, I can definitely empathize with it, just wanting to, like, give up, you know? Mm. And how do you not give up when you just feel, like, done, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, you know, we do a lot of creative stuff, like writing and making music and mm. running from time to time. Yep. But it it seems like it it's a universal thing to hit a block, to hit a... Um, what like writer's block, a road, the ru the runner's wall, mm -hmm. right? But what do you do after that? That's really where a lot of that growth occurs. And, you know, one foot in front of the other, one step, one more word, one more note, um, just really makes all the difference in going forward. And I love that she was thinking about the grandfathers because, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just think about our own ancestors or I think about my own ancestors and being like, God, what would they think? <laughs> like, like, she has it so easy or something, like relatively trying to look for those opportunities to keep moving forward. Yeah, and uh, I guess whether or not you, you believe that you know, ancestors live on or, you know, that they're actually you know, watching us, I, I feel like there's, for, at least for me, there's this obligation to, you know, do right by them because you're in the position you are because of them. You know, it's interesting, too, when it comes to Trisha's story. She was feeling that way, right? And she's questioning herself and questioning her ability to finish it. And, you know, what, like Glia said, what do you do in that moment? You know, push on. That's where your growth comes. Mm -hmm. And she also it says it's important to give herself permission to slow down mm -hmm. and stop. And not give up, mm -hmm. but slow down and stop. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So um, at that race... At that race, uh, Quaypac wasn't there. She was on her own. But she did meet another woman around the starting line. And then midway through the race, they saw each other again. And this is what she says happened. You, know, you introduce yourself when you're on a long trail with somebody. And I was like, what's up? And she could see the tears. She's like, how are you doing? And I said, not great. And she's like, well, you're already at the second aid station. You have one aid station left, and then you're done. You know, I knew that logically. I knew the route. But when you have a, another person point that out for you, I think that's where that positive voice started coming in, where it's like, you're doing this because you can. You're doing this because you're choosing to be healthy. You know what? Just walk. 
you don't have to run the whole thing. This is a hard race. And so I had to allow myself to kind of slow down a little bit and just know that I could do it. And so that's... So she slows down and she's walking up the final steep rocky hill and her phone rings. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. My six-year-old called me and I was surprised I got a signal out on the trail. So I answer it thinking it's an emergency because it was from home. I'm like, hello. And my six-year-old says, Genesis won't let me have a toaster strudel. And I was like, okay, like tell your sister that I said you can have a toaster strudel. And she's like, okay. And she sounded pretty sad. And then I was like, well, mommy's running 26 miles, so I got to go. That's hilarious. (laughs) She's like, oh, you have a race today? And I said, yeah, that's why I'm not home. And she's like, oh, okay. All right, well, I'll see you when you get home. (laughs) So I think that also really helped just to hear her, even though it was over a toaster strudel, just to hear her voice and see you when you get home. So I was like, well, I can't turn around. I can't stop here, so I may as well keep going. It was definitely funny. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get home somehow. <laughs> you got to put one foot in front of the other. Oh, that's a cute story. Toaster strudels can get very <laughs> contentious. <heated. laughs> I really like that story. Yeah. Because it's like she's being a, an example for her kids. And, you oh. know, that's how you teach, right? Yeah. It's how you can't just be like, hey, you got to act this way or that way, you know, push through. Um, without being one of the, being a physical example yeah. for them, so I definitely like that. Yeah, Trish says her kids are one of the biggest reasons that she keeps running. <laughs> to be honest with you, I have daughters, and um, whenever I want to go faster or do better, it's because I know they're watching me, and I'm probably gonna cry. But <laughs> I think that a lot of especially minority women get taken advantage of in a lot of ways. And I want to set my kids up and other kids um, up to not be taken advantage of, to not feel like they're not accomplished if they don't do 100% on everything. And so when I say my daughters are watching me, um, I know that they see me finish. And... They know that I work hard to get there. I just want my girls to know that they can do whatever they really want to do if they put their minds to it. And I don't mean to say that I never got that message myself, but I think that with the women that I've surrounded myself with, I think that they'll get it a little sooner than I did because it took me a long time to get there. So it's not only showing her daughters that the mother is finishing a goal and going through these obstacles, but it's also showing your daughters that you can find people to support you in, yeah. mm-hmm. in that. Relationship. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing to be a part of a group. And I love that balance where it's like, don't settle, but you don't have to go full out a hundred percent all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That is just magic. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is supported by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. And today we're hearing from Kwaipak, an awesome group of Native women supporting each other to run long-distance trail races and so much more. When you talk about supportive relationships, something happened on that super cold day when the Kwaipak was all dressed in orange, taking that run through Jay Cook State Park. And it gave me a clear idea of why they show up, how they show up for each other. 
Oh shoot! Oh crap! Just sit down for a minute. Sit down. It was bad. Oh, but her ankle. Those leaves. Just breathe. We ain't in a rush. So what happened here is that Sarah Agatone House fell in a hole and twisted her ankle. Jeez. If you needed to scream, sometimes that helps. You just need to I felt like... I feel like you might want to just stay down for a while. I felt like... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I might black out for a second. No, don't do that. I mean, if you need to. I know, I was thinking about the last time this happened and you blacked out. Yeah. Okay, put your head down. Breathe. 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 I just... Don't want you to get scared. Okay. Yeah. I'll come back. It's just like her thing, though. She well, like passes out a little like, bit. It's like real. a splash of passing out. It's my disassociation. <laughs> <laughs> my body's just like, and we're out of here. <laughs> Your body's like, my peace out. My <laughs> spirit's like, and we're leaving. Should, is this is this what I'm supposed to put cheese its down? My spirit. <laughs> 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 oh my god, she's putting this all on the microphone. <laughs> 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 we can use all. <laughs> So she gets up and it's hurting, but she thinks she can walk back. And she feels badly that she's made everyone stop. And she wants them to keep running. But here's what they say. I think you should put some pressure on you. I think if you want to keep going, no, keep going but we're that's going not back. what we're doing. Yes, we we're back. not going to leave you. I'm going back. That's literally not. Okay, I want you to imagine how you guys not to run. stop for a minute. It doesn't matter. Half an hour. We already ran. I want you to think. We only said an hour, anyways, right? Yeah. So it's perfect. It's like Perfect. your body timed us right now. <laughs> to turn around in an Down. hour. Like, <laughs> this will be the spot! Stick together. Yeah. It's ride or die. <laughs> Stick together. And, you know, none of them that is, like, disappointed. You know, yeah. They just want to be there for each other. So that's, yeah, it's awesome to see all that support among the ladies there, among the women there. Yeah, it's basically the opposite of competitive, right? Sorry you fell. I got to get my miles in. <laughs> Bye. 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 In the dust. <laughs> <laughs> and Alicia Kozlowski says the thing about the Quay Pack is that it's a pack. We stick together, right? Mm, yeah. And Amelia Lagarde says running is just the means to an end. We don't do, a, I don't think, a lot of focus on the runs themselves, as much as like what the runs give us. Um, and so like, it's less about distance and it's less about time and it's less about like the run as much as like the life that it brings to us. Um, yeah, and Alicia says the same thing, the runner who wore the microphone. Mm. This is a way back for her. This is a way back from a life-changing trauma. For me to have experienced recently, um, a sexual assault. It was really hard to feel powerless and to feel like a victim, especially because I had just ran a 52.1 miler. So, right, I'm in like the prime physical condition of my life and I'm feeling great. And then to just be swept off my feet, that armor that I heard these women talk about it went up, right? And so when you're in armor mode and you're in freeze and fight and flight 
you are just so disconnected and I think that's what trauma does and so for me it shut me off physically and emotionally and spiritually and she actually stepped away from running for a while the only time I was running was maybe once every other week or once every other month because I couldn't run alone or on a trail um it made me not want to trust and she says the quay pack is her way back and so having these connections and these healing pathways is what ultimately is helping to restore um to feel safe again to feel like i can show up and be seen and um that my heart is strong and my body is still strong, that I can be in relation with other people around me. And they want you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they want me. And they got me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Man, you know, like tears to laughter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know. Wow, that Alicia's story is really touching, or really heart-wrenching and yeah. inspiring all at the same time. You know, because she went through trauma and then found a pack, right? Yeah. Yeah, <sighs> yeah we all need a pack. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of reasons to have an indigenous, an indigenous women's running group to prove that women can support each other, to be physical, to do hard things, to have self-compassion, deep support, right? Mm -hmm. And spiritually, to be connected to each other and to tradition, it's it's all there. It's like what makes us human, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like relationships and connection and um, friendships and all of that stuff. And, you know, it's almost like we can get through almost anything, really, yeah. you know, with one another. So, yeah. Quay Pack, man. That's incredible. Yeah. Rock on, Quay Pack. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said in the beginning, this group is getting all this press attention. And so I asked them, you know, what do you want people to know? What would what do you want people to learn from what you're doing? And it was Amelia and Alicia who responded. We've been running. Mm -hmm. Our ancestors have been running. We're going to keep running. Mm -hmm. So like people can be around and be like, Native women running, but that's nothing new. Mm -hmm. That's what we've been doing. Yeah. And that's what our babies are going to do. And our children are seeing us as strong and powerful and resilient. And also non-Native people are starting to see Indigenous women, that shift of a narrative of who we are. And the really crucial thing is that we're changing that story for each other. We're medicine for each other. And, and that's more than enough for us. And so there are ways for people to support, which, by the way, we will take donations. <laughs> It was great to hear about Quay Pack again. I, I definitely remember the laughter, the joking around, and the strength of these women. Yeah, for sure. It's inspiring me to get back out there <laughs> during the winter months here. You know, I, I do run. Um, I run up and down my driveway. <laughs> That's mm. about it. <laughs> yeah. So it's really inspiring to hear from them. And um, maybe I'll lace up those shoes again soon. Definitely. And I also really like, you know, just this, how Melissa Townsend just, you know, put us in the pack. She, just the great 
audio uh, journalism that she had. And I, I just want to give her props to that, you know, in, engaging piece. Definitely. Big ups to Melissa. It must not be yeah. super easy to record <laughs> while, <laughs> yeah. while they're running along there. I don't know how they set it up, but it sounds great. So, yeah, right. big thanks to Melissa Townsend. Yeah, miigwech. You can listen to this episode and our past episodes on your favorite podcast app. Just search for Native Lights or go to minnesotanativenews.org. Native Lights, Where Indigenous Voices Shine, is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. I'm Leah Lem. And I'm Cole Primo. Thanks for listening. Gigawabamin. Gigawabamin. <laughs>